If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Let me tell you a little bit about Bet Online. It remains your number one spot for NBA, MLB, MMA, boxing. It doesn't matter. Every single prop, every single play, every single point, it's all at Bet Online. When it comes to bets, when it comes to props, everything that you need is at your headquarters for sports betting. That's Bet Online. Head to the website right now, use your mobile device, sign up, get a 50, that's 50% welcome bonus. Don't forget to use the promo code BLEAV, that's believe, to get yourself a 50% welcome bonus. Come on, there's no need to hesitate. Bet online where the game starts. I hope you're ready to have your mind blown with the greatest health and fitness information on the planet. <laughs> On that note, welcome to the Mikey Likes You podcast. I am Mikey, who likes you. Are you who is liked? Uh, first and foremost, thank you to everybody who helps make this show happen. Uh, Giorgio, my man behind the cameras here, and uh, Bet Online, and all my patrons. And my guest today is a man that I have known for some time now. He is a wealth of knowledge amongst the kind of annals of health and fitness and living a healthier life, which is something that kind of gets overlooked for you folks out there, myself included, who get so obsessive about performance and about the way that you look. Um, How your body feels, how you feel about your body also can get lost in the shuffle. But my man here, Aaron Alexander, who is the Brains behind the Align Method at Align Podcast is how you get in touch with this man on your Instagram feed. He has joined me, and welcome. What's up? I um, I really admire you. Uh, as, as a dude, I like you off the mic and off outside of fitness and stuff like that. Yep. But one thing I really have always um, admired about you is that many people who are as um aware and as consumed as you are with with performance and muscularity and 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 aesthetics oftentimes allow their um alignment and their comfort and their 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 well-being in their body to go by the wayside Mm. a lot of people who get really consumed with alignment and and mobility and comfort often lose sight of having some horsepower and that you've been really successful at 
achieving both and 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 living in that harmony with the two and and that's something that i've always kind of uh really admired about you and i wonder a how you came about it how being able to achieve both and then how difficult it's been to to kind of balance it i don't think that uh, it's that difficult and i also think that I, you know I, I i have a sensation of being very much like a perennial student in everything mm-hmm. and so i think that that's something that would be like a personality type in a way of actually enjoying being shitty at things and slowly building yourself up from from that point of being like i don't know anything and just ongoing going into any room and being with anybody and seeing like what can i learn from that person i think oftentimes what happens with folks in the realm of anything but including fitness is we'll end up pigeonhole pigeonholing ourselves into one specific modality of movement typically it's because we have some proficiency towards that right. and then we get bigger and bigger and stronger or whatever the th- or, or more more stretchy and flexible or whatever the thing is and then we get to a point where we're actually paint ourselves into a corner of that modality of movement, but a lot of it comes from mindset. And so I think if you have the mindset, like, I mean, I do this, if someone is, there's like a pretty girl nearby or whatever, somebody I want to impress, I'll like immediately press up into a handstand and like, you know, do some kind of weird looking shit like that. And it's just me ultimately seeking validation. You know, I like want them to see, and I can see myself doing it. And you, you've already identified what you have to offer to be impressive, right? You know, I'm, I'm sure the the hundred sixty IQ guy does the same thing, but same thing. Some we're all it's, all it's all virtue signaling. Yeah, yeah. I'm just not that smart, or you know, and anything like. And my car is not that interesting, right. and so I just press up into a handstand. No, I uh, look. <laughs> I, I, it's, you <laughs> you make a, you make a joke, but um, you make a joke, but I uh, who I'm so guilty of it in 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 the same way, and I, I I'm not necessarily sure that there's n- something wrong with that you know what i'm saying like we no, have we have what we have right and you, you who doesn't want i i get really upset with people in like the mental health world or the the self-help world right mm. who are constantly saying like well you gotta look to push away from validation and everything and i go absolutely you gotta live your life to 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 be kind of self <sighs> self-actualized and and you don't need outside validation but at the same time we're human beings we're mammals that live in a pecking order and of course who doesn't want a pat on the back for being good at something mm-hmm. right you know is just that being inherently honest. wrong i know? think it's just being authentic it's being like bold and brave enough to be authentic with what why do you do the things that you do like i would rather take a kind of la like fake everything quote unquote like gold digging mm-hmm. chick that is honest with that and sure. she's just like i love me some money i don't you know i don't care how i'm gonna how i get it but i'm gonna get me some money and i'm like she's just honest with that yeah i would take that person to hang out with in a room over like the pretentious kind of artificial new age spiritual person you when, know, when you know it's a facade when you know it's a facade yeah, yeah. and they're like you're they're you're they're using spirituality as like this this guise or facade uh almost as almost like a form of like elitism mm-hmm. in a way you know but ultimately underneath that is probably a person that once again is just seeking validation right right and, so and honesty I think is i think honesty is the big thing if you can find a way to actually be like you can observe the game that you're playing and you can comment on the game as you're playing it right i think that's very different than just being kind of like lost 
in the game and just being like a piece on the board. Sure. And, and I think that's a, that's a great point. The authenticity of it is, is really paramount, right? And I was talking about this, I think in a past episode with Giorgio about how like the generation beneath, beneath you, cause I, I'm, I think I'm one generation ahead of you, but like the, 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 the twenties and early thirties. How old are you? I'm 40. I'll be 45 in a couple months. Stem cells. Face stem cells. Honestly, I mean, this is, this is, and I I thank you for that, but um, just gold mine genetics. I I come from a long line of Irish, Mexican, right down the middle of people who treated their body and themselves like shit, just like slave labor and, and horrible diets and everything. And uh, like all of my grandfathers, my great grandparents lived till I was, you know, in my early teens beautiful teeth, big full heads of hair. My mom has impeccable skin and she, no one is unhealthier than how's my your, mom. How's your stress? How's your sleep? Uh, sleep is horrible. Nice. I mean, the worst. Nice. Um, How bad? Four, four, <laughs> five, four or five hours a night, like average. I mean, <laughs> definitely some nights a week is two to three. Did Georgia just, <laughs> George just went, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why is that what's going on what are, what's, um, you got you got thoughts streaming through there what's happening i'm a high strung dude yeah. uh I, I i can acknowledge that my life is good and comfortable and i have love around me and the whole thing um but i spent two decades of doing morning radio and then also like a decade and a half of hosting love line from 10 to midnight the night before yeah so i was like living a life of of two to three hours of sleep like making it happen that way like, that was my existence i think i got in bad habits and then i also um i just can't quiet my mind down i'm constantly and i'm not think i'm not one of these guys that's like i'm am so ambitious that i'm thinking about what i'm gonna do and how i'm gonna build my career i can't not think about like authenticity like what you were talking about like people mm. just do you have a fear of being inauthentic yourself i i think honestly not even that it's just like the world around me like i i get i'm like a really shitty philosopher <laughs> and i'm constantly thinking <laughs> he said something to me Giorgio said something to me we did a q a episode yeah. and people were asking me some basic health and fitness stuff but then they were also asking me some deeper questions and i actually had answers i don't know if they're good or not but i and he said it was really crazy how you would just go on a riff about stuff i go you don't understand i am thinking all day that's the, yeah i might not be yeah. amounting to anything like the thoughts might be shitty but i i sit and i can't stop and i can't just go like oh it's 10 p.m wind down blue light glasses what do you on. think would happen if you did a, like a darkness retreat i'll uh you know, uh, I think I'd get a lot out of it. I think it would be crazy scary for me huh. um, for the and first bit, but I think I'd get it'd be a huge, huge benefit to me. That could be interesting. Yeah, just to like have like some scenario where you're forced to to break through those various different barriers. Yeah, because I met like we are in a world obviously where we're just completely saturated in in the potential for distraction. And that's not good or bad. It's just it's just what it is. And having something like that where it's like you have the accountability of there's nowhere to go, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you're going to go through these various different limits or barriers within yourself. If you were to do something like that, there's also like Vipassana is another thing that's kind of interesting. That's like a that. ten, Vipassana is a 10 day sit 
where you get up every day and meditate for an hour at a time. You get up the first, I think in the morning you get up at like 4.30 or something kind of ridiculous. Mm. Seems pretty intense. Um, darkness retreat is probably harder. There's something nice about the camaraderie of the Vipassana. But again, what it is, is it is it's the accountability of I signed up for this. I traveled to this place. I'm going to I'm going to do the damn thing. And that gives the spaciousness for your emotions, yourself, the myelination of different pathways in your brain to actually restructure themselves. Yeah, because it's it's like it's we just don't if, if you already have the momentum of all of those thoughts rushing in and kind of like a generally distracted mind not that yours is distracted, but like mine is people's are. Um, and then you have access to all of the, the ultimately the drugs that we have access to being like cell phones, notifications, emails, TV, just anything to kind of get us to get that little temporary dopamine hit. Mm. Um, I think having being completely pulled out of that reality for some amount of time could be a, a pretty massive. You, you mentioned that it, it, you look at kind of the distractions as a drug and I, more and more people I think are opening their eyes to that, but, it really is. Oh, I mean, because totally. you're 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 just eliciting chemical responses yeah. in your body, and I don't necessarily know how much people are aware of how much they're. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you could say, like, well, I I eat a great diet, I, I get my sleep, I don't drink, and I don't use drug drugs. Yeah. But you're kind of fucking with your dopamine and your serotonin in the same way, right? Yeah, yeah. The, and then you go below baseline with from a dopaminergic perspective and then you just have this like it's like insatiable craving mm -hmm. to get it back to find you're just trying to get back to baseline right you know and so that's i think it's a similar thing with like the um being if you're privy to the game that you're playing and the ways that you're seeking validation and your various different like versions of virtue signaling and such i think it's fine it's when you're just like stuck in that and you think that the shirt that you wear the car that you drive the freaking whatever the kind of like theatrics that you do to impress people you're just that's just you yeah that's when it's kind of like oh okay there could be it would be a value for that person to have a little bit more spaciousness to be able to observe themselves yeah i think it's the same thing with like the the various different uh, like micro addictions that we might have in the form of cell phone is the big one you know it's like any time in this day and age we there's really no i was watching i was watching uh donnie brasco recently and uh, Donnie was in the car waiting for them to whack some mob boss guy. Mm. And he was in the car and he didn't have a cell phone at that time because there weren't cell phones. And in the scene, he's just sitting in the car waiting. Just waiting for murder to happen. Just waiting for murder to happen. <laughs> yeah. That would never happen today. No. It would never happen. Like there's, there's no space in modern culture because every person has a cell phone. There's no space for a person to exercise that muscle within themselves of just like introspection or reflection. It doesn't exist anymore. It's dangerous. It, uh, you you bring up a very good point. I I was I became painfully aware of it um, about three or four years ago, and I went to get my wife's car washed. Mm. I I will typically wash my own car, but I, my wife wanted to get like a nice car wash, so I took it to the car wash. And while I'm doing that, I'm sitting there waiting for the car to be done, right? So, of course, like anyone, I'm like, mm -hmm, it's good. Yeah. And um, I got to thinking that just 10 years prior to that, in 2005 or something, I would have been sitting there 
thinking of something funny to do on the radio. Mm. I would have come up with ideas. They might be shitty ideas. But yeah. what would I have been doing if I were to be stuck in that? If I was waiting at the dentist's office, if I was waiting to just kill time, I would have been alone with my thoughts. And I usually that was the time when I would come up with these silly little ideas. That was that was my way that I put food on the table. Yeah. And I completely forego that now yeah. because I'm seeing what, you know, the Tucker Carlson saying. About but you could still curate, you could still curate what you have on your phone. So I think that's that's kind of the, the thing within that. Like there's like that would be something that could be a value for some folks to go through and maybe do like a like a Instagram purge. Mm -hmm. If there is a bunch of bullshit that's actually, you know, putting shit in, you're going to get mine is up. all boner feed. My <laughs> it's my my Instagram feed is is <laughs> MMA fighters, comics and chicks with giant asses who squat in Lululemon. That is it. That is it. No, mine's about mine's about the same. That's why it's do as it's do as do as I say, not as I do. But that would be that would be an example of something that somebody could do if they gave a damn about like the trajectory of their mind. Yeah. But I think the other thing is is just um, little like paying attention to your breath would be something that would be of great value for a person, and that's one of the things like you can look at your senses your eyes is or is another big tool for that uh, but breath is like you know it's known as the the king of the nervous system and emphasizing the exhalation as you're breathing would be a really great way just to to calm your nervous system down a little bit mm -hmm. you know so that would be something that and also just take your attention away from whatever the heck you're stressed about or, or whatever the thing is i think oftentimes if we're stuck in some stress loop we're looking to get out of that stress loop. We might be stressed at, at kind of like a microscopic level, not even realize what it is. And instead of wanting to be with whatever that thing is, our tendency is to seek some avoidant pattern, which would be reaching out for something else. And right. we just put that, that sensation off to the side. Um, you know, so interjecting something like that of just like maybe every now and again, just getting a few repetitions of instead of reaching out for the phone, just pay attention to your breath for five breaths and then see if yeah. you're still in that same place of like, Oh, I need that distraction. But I think even just like the, the, the baseline is being aware that perhaps I'm using this thing as an avoidance strategy. Cause I don't actually like being with myself that right. much. And so just that I think is enough to be like, okay, interesting. That like it's it, hard to be with myself. It is. Am it I is. am I okay with that? Now, if, if I'm like a big strong man who likes competition and wants to be like alpha or whatever, it's like that seems like a form of weakness. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, oh shit! <laughs> like I can't be with myself. I can lift all these weights. I can you know sprint really fast. I can punch people in the face, but I can't get over this hurdle of just fucking sitting with myself. And, and it's like, how much effort do I need to put into being comfortable in my skin if I can't genuinely be comfortable in my own skin, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm going to the gym, I'm eating my six meals of perfectly measured, right. you know, microbiotic everything. And yet I can't just literally be comfortable in my own skin. I mean, look, you, you say, I'm just, I can't be alone with myself. That is 100% the reason there are other nuances, but when it boils down to it, that's 100% of the reason why I drink and use drugs. Mm. I haven't done it in years, in 20, 21 years, yeah. but that is absolutely the reason. I could mm -hmm. come up with all these lofty excuses. Oh, it's genetics. Uh, the reality is, is like it was so terrifyingly painful yeah. to just be mm -hmm. that I needed to I be it. inebriated. I needed to change the way I was. And and I, I, I think on a smaller scale, 
that's what the cell phone's doing, right? It's oh, it's a drug. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's like it's just a socially acceptable heroin. You know, where yeah. it's 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 creating like a subtle opiate effect and like a numbing sensation. Like, oh. it's but it's not that different. It's not that different. At and least in the systems, it's like from a neurological perspective, the systems it's acting on isn't that much different. What do you think? How much is that causing actual physical medical conditions in the sense that I heard you talking to Gabor Monte about the ideas of stress, the ideas of anxiety being the root cause of things, genuine physical conditions like cancers, like obesity, whatever mm -hmm. it may be. Everyone is like, hey, I saw all of my fitness buddies and my meathead friends were putting up this video of a kid's PE class from the 1960s and all the kids, they were like, freshmen in high school they were shredded and the whole thing you know? yeah and they're like look at how things have changed and people could talk about corn syrup and they could talk about gluten or whatever they have many ideas of why how much of it is just that we're so driven <laughs> excuse me Solid. we're so driven crazy by uh whether it be booze whether it be nicotine whether it be cell phones th there's just constant um disruption mm. to our, our, our kind of our soul or our chakra. You know? Well, you never like learn it like, in a lot of cultures that I've, you know, I don't not, obviously not that familiar with, with Amazonian cultures that have a rite of passage where you put your hands into a, a glove of fire ants and go right. through this like sensation of, Oh my God, I'm actually reaching some point of, I think I'm going to die today, you know, or native American culture where you're, you're pierced in your back and you're hung from a tree and you're starving, dancing around a, a tree for, for several days. And you're reaching this point of, I, I, Oh my God, I'm actually going to die. Yeah. Staring I'm, it in the eyes. Yeah. yeah. And that's what a lot of psychedelics do. That's what, you know, ayahuasca, that's, there's a, that's a very reoccurring experience with, with ayahuasca. For example, you're like actually come to a point where I, I really, had to come into acceptance of, of, oh my God, I, th I think I'm going to die. Mm. And that's actually something that's built into cultures around the world, American culture, Western culture, and not to like romanticize anything else. Like it's just, you know, there's, I think there's, there's, there's benefits and detriments to everything. Uh, but we don't have anything like that. We just have well, this kind of blurry passage from we did, childhood we did for a while, a long while, a big, the huge chunk of, of the existence of this country. We had war. Yeah, right. For young men. Right. That was that was pretty much it. Like if you were a healthy guy, you know, 18 to 30, mm. there's a really good chance you were going to grab a rifle and go really stare death in the eyes. Wow. And now it's rather seldom, right? You know. Yeah. Uh, but I I think you're on to something. Yeah, I agree, but if we if we look at it for the majority of this country's existence, uh, up until about, you know, 50 years ago, that was, that was our rite of passage mm. was the ultimate rite of passage, right? Yeah. 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 I wonder how maligned something like, like a rite of passage like that is comparison in comparison to like a controlled death with the compassion of the tribe mm. around you compared to being a, a, a boy and thrown into the situation. Okay. Here's a gun. Now go shoot this stranger in the right. chest for God knows why. And then you find out five years later, it's like, oh boy, maybe I shouldn't have been there in the first place. That was a, that's a, a very great question. And the reason I, th I think that very recently I've come to understand at least a little bit more of where we could go with that. Because since moving here, my friend 
<clears throat> my friend network is largely, I have that sneeze coming in, I, is largely men who have actually gone to war. Is mm. is United States servicemen. And one of the things that, the, the the malaise that comes with coming back to normal person world yeah is obviously the excitement and and the 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 level of importance that they have driving yeah. billion dollar pieces of machinery or, or being in charge of other men you you feel important but also every single one of them to a t is the extreme level of camaraderie mm-hmm. that they have a tribe mm-hmm. and now you come back here and it's like instagram and 24 hour media your your tribe just dissolves yeah so that's it, the gnarliest thing on health is, yeah. a, is, a, is loneliness. Yeah. Feeling of disconnection, feeling of purposelessness. That's the gnarliest. Or and like, and oh. lack of connection is, is very, because purposelessness I think is someone that's your own cross to bear mm. because but, no one can help you find your purpose in life. But the know. community helps to, to bolster that. Right. So when sure. you're in some nuclear space, like nuclear household and you're in your apartment alone and maybe you do or don't have a girlfriend, I think most, you know, it seems like the trajectory of, of, of that is, is more sexless people yeah. and, and, and less like deep committed, meaningful relationships, which is just, I think a product of the insular nature of, of the trajectory of modern culture. You, you, cause you, as if you didn't have the phone and I know I'm, I'm not mad at the phone, I love the phone, but if you didn't have the phone, you would be in a public situation and you'd be like looking around you're like, I guess I ought to either leave or talk to somebody. Yeah, better whereas, figure out some way to do this. Yeah, right? whereas whereas here we have the 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 safety cloak of I'm busy, I'm important, people love me. I want people to. This is, I know this because this is what I do. And I think it's very natural. People, you'll take your phone out because you're feeling kind of like awkward. You're like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I'm just going to take my phone out, and then that creates the appearance that I'm loved by someone. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that, it's like that sensation of like we're part of a tribe. It's very carnal for human beings. And so now we have that that avoidance strategy to come out and be like, okay, cool, I'm going to be distracted by this thing. What If we strip that away, suddenly we'd have this new constraint on our lives and that constraint would lead us into connecting with people at a more deeper level. But that's like across the board. You know, there's the, the, the research from, it was like Harvard or somewhere, somewhere um, pretty, pretty like high level like that. But the, the suggestion was that loneliness is comparable to smoking like 18 cigarettes a day. Um, you know, it's, it's one of the things that, I mean, I've experienced quite a bit of loneliness in my life as well. And it's just like a sensation of everything just kind of, um, it just goes gray, you know, it's like, it's like you don't really have the motivation to train or work out or get a job or anything, but having the connection and the, the accountability of a group of people that actually care about you. I think that's like the, like the undercurrent that drives um, people to really want to be here. That's our, If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences 
each day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I feel, again, I, I, I'm qualified to make these proclamations 0%. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like that is the rub. That is the the whole point of why we have conflict internally is that we as human beings, as animals, we need, have a deep need for connection mm-hmm. and a deep need for authenticity. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we'll sacrifice one or the other to get, the, you know, to, to we play yeah, this game right. where it's like on a major level and on a micro level, like I, I, I'm sacrificing my authenticity by going to see the shitty movie that I don't want to see because I want to make my wife happy and I want to feel connected Yeah. or on a major level, you do it where it's like, I'll sacrifice, uh, I'll sacrifice my connection to the world around me because I'm going to work. 80 hours a week so that I could feel good about myself mm-hmm. because that's what I want. That's what I want for me. Yep. And it's like that ego, the authenticity that drives us, but we also have an undeniable need for connection, you right. know, and it, it gets so hard. Like if you're a part of a farming community in, you know, the backwoods of Columbia, mm. it's really easy. Cause you have a lot of authenticity. I know I'm going to wake up this morning and I'm going to go get some corn and then I'm going to go kill a Buffalo and the end. Yeah. That's authentic to me. And I have all this connection and it just kind of exists naturally for you don't have to. But man, in 330 million people in America with lots of money and lots of industry and lots of uh, ambition and lots of cell phones and lots of media, you know what I'm saying? It it all becomes weird. You know, it gets watered. There's also something that's kind of this is like a little bit more out there, but also even the shape of modern culture creates more. separation you know so like the like the comparison i was watching the the uh dan butner living to 100 or whatever that the, the mm. netflix show is what, what do you know what it's called is it based on the blue zones is yeah, it? yeah. Blue, zone, blue zone thing um i was i was i was I actually happened to be watching it in a hyperbaric oxygen chamber which was which was which very was nice a, yeah that was, Who amongst <laughs> I was like, I was like I'm, I'm doing it yeah so i think most people watching it were yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a moment i was like this is this is good um but in that one of the things that that they were talking about which is something that I've, I've i've been enamored by for a while is just the value of getting down onto the the ground mm. you know allowing yourself to but i'm saying this from actually a social perspective you know but being on the ground cultures that spend time on the ground they have minimal to no incidence of osteoarthritis in their hips and their mm. knees pelvic floor dysfunctions diminish greatly like that's like a, a really crazy thing in in the modern world that we're living in the adult diaper industry is exceeding that of the baby diaper industry like we we're not able to maintain continence it's like a mechanical issue that's not just like humans start to piss themselves um similar thing with with osteoarthritis or um you know any any kind of arthritis for that matter um but a big part of that as well as they were talking about how they get there like they eat on the floor and they get up and down off the ground all the time it like keeps them young it's also the furniture that they're using is making them naturally more playful and more connected with each other 
You know, so now if you go into most houses, it would be a big square table and then chairs that are around that table. Right. So there's always, and then you get your individual plate. If you go to Morocco, you'll get one big, you'll eat out of this big tagine and you'll eat this, this big pot of bread and everyone's reaching into the taint, the same tagine. Did you, you know, say you reaching get, into the taint? That happened. <laughs> That's what I, I meant. That happened. <laughs> yeah. They're each of this, they're each in the same taint. <laughs> Um, same thing in, in, and they're sitting like you, I mean, essentially, right. Like, you know, around the, yeah, I do this cause it's more comfortable. I also have, I have circulation issues. So I have varicose veins in my mm -hmm. right leg. Uh, and so I'm like a canary in the coal mine for circulation issues. Everybody has circulation right, issues. To to some degree. Extent, yeah. You know, it's like the way that you circulate lymphatic fluid is through muscular contraction. You know, so if you want your body to be able to be well circulated, which a well circulated body is a healthy body, um, it would be wise to get a little flickering of your legs in you know and, yeah. and or, or just or just put them closer to your heart like this which is this is also creating a little bit of compression you know so by stretching going different directions that's also it's, it's decongesting my joints and decongesting my cells so cultures that just naturally passively live in such a way that happens to be healing to their bodies and also happens to bridge more playful dynamic relationships between each other uh, there's, there's medicine baked into that and it's, but yeah. it's kind of, it's kind of, you have to like look at it and extract because it's like more of like a shotgun. It's like this sandwich. It's this layering of like, Oh my God, they're doing all the things. Oh, and they're exposed to natural sunlight. So they're getting full spectrum sunlight. Um, they're probably getting a little bit cold with regularity. They're probably getting a little bit hot with regularity. They're probably walking with regularity. So they're getting the good stress. They're getting the good stress. Yeah, on, yeah. On, on, a, on a regular level. That's a that's an exciting way of looking at it, too, is that that shotgun approach. It's the, the same thing I say about people who are not active and they, they, they think, like, I, I'm reluctant to get into weightlifting or jujitsu or something really extreme because they're like, I'm going to I'm it's going to it's going to hurt me somehow. And I go, mm -hmm. maybe. But the reality is, it's like if you start lifting weights, you're going to start wanting to eat better because you're going to want to recover to get oh, back yeah. and do it again. Yeah. If you're going to you're going to start being more conscious, if you're doing jujitsu, you're going to be more conscious about going to sleep on time. You're going to be yeah. have maybe having something that's a little bit more sustained and, energy. And you start to respect yourself. Right. There's that there's that level. And that's a that's a very good point. I'm glad you said that. I've had recently this this kind of dialogue, internal dialogue about the difference between self-esteem and self-respect mm -hmm. and i'm working on developing better self-esteem but i think one of my ace the aces in my sleeve was that i always had some level of self-respect mm -hmm. that I, I i it literally was as simple as my uh i did someone else's podcast the other day um this this girl aaron um, she asked me about getting clean and she's, she's a normal, she she's not a drug addict, but she was asking me about the process of like coming to grips with it. And I, and I was telling the story, which I probably told so many times and I, and I normally kind of casually do it and I'm not active with it. But as I was telling the story and thinking about it, how unbelievably innocuous the, the day was when I decided to give up drinking and using drugs in comparison to the times I've OD'd, the many times I'd been arrested, the times that my parents had cried in front of my face because they were so scared and disappointed, hmm. and my friends ostracizing me, all these things, these negative um, uh, consequences. The day I 
I stopped. I was by myself in a motel, a shitty motel, smoking rocks, and I just looked at myself in the mirror, and I can't really remember it without seeing it like almost like in closed circuit camera. I just got up and walked over and got the yellow pages and looked up recovery centers, and that was it. Mm. There was nothing kind of grandiose about it. There's nothing uh, aggrandized about it. And I think that there was just that that last suffering part of me that had some level of self-respect like what are you doing to yourself Mm. no one's forcing you to fucking commit suicide on an installment plan and i may not have had the best self-esteem but i had enough self-respect to say like this is terrible you're destroying your own life Mm. and there is a slight difference right with self-respect and self-esteem because you might not develop self-esteem i don't know how to do it but one thing I can tell you is if you consistently start exercising or taking care of yourself or engaging in competition or doing things voluntarily that are a bit uncomfortable and getting better at them, you you start to respect yourself more. What's the earliest in your life that you remember uh, lacking self-esteem? Grammar school, stuff like that. Hmm. Yeah, just um, – and not – as per, it's not Crimea River because I know most some people are so paralyzed by it they they literally can't go out in public. Yeah, you do the opposite. Um, I I remember being like fourth grade ish and kids studying and t- paying attention in class and and having the feeling of like, well, why would I try? Like, why? What's the point of me even paying attention to the teacher because I'm not going to be a successful f- anything right like so that That's was like grade, a, a, grades, a, are, grades are a motherfucker right at a very young age i was like i'm not going to be and and being in sports and i was always a good athlete i was never good enough to 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 like think that i would be a professional athlete but i was always varsity athlete in many sports the whole time and but i re- actively remember like at that around that age 9 10 11 where i was like well why try really hard i'm not gonna exert myself because i'm not gonna be good yeah, like that that level of acknowledgement of self esteem is probably about that. Would it seem like arrogant to feel more confident to you, or to feel like like what would that what would that be like? Because obviously you exude a ton of confidence, and you you're like you know very attractive dude. Like you're well you. you're well put together. You're <laughs> you're symmetrical. You speak very well. Like you you're a successful person. You got a hot wife. Like you're like doing all the things. So yeah. well, on paper, objectively speaking, there's absolutely no reason for you to lack any any self esteem or confidence. So I wonder for you, like, is that quote unquote lack of self esteem is it adaptive to you somehow? Like, is it serving something? Is it a yes. tool in some way? Yes, there's a safety. And feeling like, well, if I don't really try, then I then can't, can't get fail. Dis- disappointed when I fail. Yeah, right. And that, and I think that that's why martial arts has been so, and and and, and pumping iron has been so important to me is because it's something that I did, and still frequently do fail at, mm-hmm. and I still keep coming back. Yeah, and it's really the only thing. Like I, I, I you know, oh, and radio, right, and broadcasting. Yeah, I was this so is- shitty. Like, I, I was so shitty. Yeah. And I just never stopped. I think this is one of those. Have you messed with psychedelics much at all? Not, I, well, I not, not since I got all. clean. No. I mean, I did. Right. I did when I was using, but I did it in such a way that it wasn't. There was no benefit. Like, I would eat sheets of acid. Yeah. Like, I would eat. I would yeah, eat. Yeah, it's different. 
I would eat a half ounce of mushrooms, so no I, sweat. I think like psilocybin or ketamine or ayahuasca are, are well, ayahuasca is not really studied, but you can talk about ketamine and psilocybin because it's studied in John Hopkins mm-hmm. and, you know, Huberman and, and folks are like now quite into it and talk, yeah. or, and MDMA as well. So now it's okay to talk about it. It wasn't okay to talk about five years ago, but now we can talk about it. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's normal. Yeah. It's, weird how that, it's really yeah, genuinely it's so strange. Funny. Like you were, <laughs> you were funny. a fucking kook <laughs> that belonged behind bars. If you just mentioned value to mushrooms, that's the nature of evolution, man. If you're, if you're not talking about something that's minority, you're probably not that interesting. You're probably like not, you're not on the edge. You know what? And sometimes me, that does, it does. It's not always that. But if there's something that's just completely broadly accepted, yeah. it's probably history. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what bothers me, though? <laughs> what? Is that there's no fucking mea culpa. There's no apology. No. And with this alien stuff, like, no one's telling Tom DeLong. Oh, uh, yeah, we're really sorry that we made fun of you for the last decade. Because yeah, or, or COVID's when you're yeah, well. or or it's yeah, the, like it, it, uh, yeah, the whole mask thing or whatever it is. And yeah. I don't want to get political about COVID yeah. stuff, but well, there's no like, oh data, yeah, we were off out. base. Yeah, like there's out. no there's no drug czar that's coming out and being like, wow, there's a lot of value to psilocybin, and I'm really sorry that right. I fucking totally. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wish people would do that. That's all. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. No, no, <laughs> but. One of the benefits of that, I mean, it, so it, it potentiates neuroplasticity and allows your 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 brain and, you know, ultimately like emotions and I would say spirit, but it's harder to, to communicate about that in a kind of like scientific way. Um, but it allows the potential for you to actually literally remap the way that you think and the way that you feel, which there's a lot of things that, that can be that. Mm-hmm. But I think it takes pretty, you know, extreme type scenarios. I think even just traveling can yeah. can have that type of effect because it takes you out of, of what is common. So everything becomes new. So it potentiates that possibility of you saying like, well, hold on, everything is new. Maybe some part of me could start to adjust as well. Whereas when you have the momentum of, of your lifestyle mm-hmm. and your friends and your your routines and all of that stuff, I think it becomes it can become a little bit more challenging to change. But one of the the magical things about something in a culture like we live in, which is which is very routinized, very insular, very kind of like it's it's pretty hard to create big change in, in mm-hmm. a culture like that. Yeah. I, I believe something like a psilocybin or an MDMA, maybe a ketamine as well, um, or an ayahuasca, which there's not enough science around it, but you know, whatever, there's enough people that have had the experience. You know, it's it's been shown from uh, what I've seen in relation to like PTSD, depression, you know, anxiety, things of the sort, to have pretty like, like, like massive magnitude impacts on that to the point of like feeling like that depression that I had for X amount of years suddenly isn't there anymore right. in a session. That's not like a guarantee, but that's something that has happened with consistency where it allows the person that space to really get pulled out of the pocket of who they think they are mm-hmm. for a span of X amount of four hours or whatever the thing is. And just allows that person to be able to get a bit of, um, you know, that vantage point to be able to observe the board. Yeah, you know, that's the, it's coming back and be like, oh yeah, like why do I do what I do? Why do I? Why have I committed myself to this story of a lack of self esteem for the last thirty years? I think that's an excellent way of looking at it. And you're totally right. Like imagine, like even think back to going on vacation. It doesn't have to be. You know, we're not talking about south of France. Just yeah. go on a camping trip with your buddies or something. You get get out of town. Yeah. 
that break of your routine kind of makes you get a, a little bit more explorative. Oh, yeah. But I wonder, my, my only concern is, and I'm a big believer in any port in a storm by any means necessary, whatever yeah. helps you be healthy, right? Yeah, right. My concern with plant medicines and... It's such a terrible name. Is it? I mean, it just sounds, it just sounds soft. Like my eyes roll. What little, are like, the oh, undeniably fuck. effective stuff? Like I'm, I'm seeing a lot of great stuff with cannabis. I'm seeing a lot of great stuff with psilocybin. Yeah. I'm seeing a lot of stuff. I, you know, all the ayahuasca. Yeah. Um, I guess MDMA and, and the LSD stuff isn't really plant-based, but either yeah, psilocybin yeah. mostly is what I'm looking at. It was like, sure. Yeah. There's, there's the, the, the science is hard to argue with. And I remember back, to having like really beautiful experiences of actual introspection yeah. and thinking about the world using mushrooms and stuff. But my, my, my only concern is, is that we live in a country um, where there's so much devastating trauma, mm -hmm. like it's become so prolific mm -hmm. um, and so kind of ubiquitous, the real trauma, yeah. you know, domestic abuse, sexual abuse, things like that. I worry that it's like rearranging. You're like taking the cat out of the bag. Well, you're, you're rearranging the, the, the deck chairs on the Titanic where it's like, For sure, sure um, you go down to, Columbia, to to Peru and do your ayahuasca. That's amazing. You feel like a different woman. You get back home and your husband punches you in the face again. Yeah, like, it doesn't. Yeah, if you're not doing the quote unquote integration and, yeah. and actually reevaluating and creating active shifts in your sober reality. Yeah. Then, yeah, your ayahuasca trip was... You, probably could have saved the five thousand dollars or whatever yeah but if you do make those changes then it's it might be one of the most impactful experiences of your life and that's that's based off of just i've heard a lot of people say that like with consistency i have too it's been i have like as i must point out i'm not a, a specialist in it but yeah. i know so many people who are who 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 have struggled and worked really hard to to live a healthy life yeah and to a t uh, one of them has come back from doing ayahuasca and and had anything but amazing things to say. Yeah, and it's I would I would argue it's not like if if you go back to the same reality and you don't actually take the initiative to create change, it would be like changing the the, the deck chairs on Titanic. But the experience of that would really would be like you're starting to address like the ocean that the Titanic sits on. Mm -hmm. Like it's it goes into deeper levels than what um, most people have the capacity to even verbalize, and it's something that it's it's like what's really happening at a, a deep mental, emotional, psycho, spiritual level. Like there are parts where I mean, there was a good chunk of your life that you lived pre-verbally, yeah. like you didn't have language. What could have manifested during that time frame? You know, your your parents could have been abusive. You could have lived in war, war torn somewhere, right. and you just didn't even have words for that time frame. So is there a chance that there's some ineffable stuff floating around within your adult body? Like, like probably, you yeah. know, and, and so something like deep introspection in the form of meditation, um, breath work, um, psychedelics, all of that allows the space to actually get in way beyond the deck chairs on the Titanic. It starts to be, get into spaces that it's like the, like the engineering and the, like the architecture of the ship itself. And that's the thing that um, they just are these really powerful tools that act as like these these very significant levers that if we understand them and we have intelligence around them, we have like responsibility around them and we can actually really understand how to use the tools well because the tools the tool is only good as, as the user. And so mm -hmm. if you just have a bunch of ignorant people with you know a, a sheet of acid on their hands, 
You know, it's like that might go very different than actually going to a ketamine clinic or an MDMA clinic or a psilocybin clinic. Right. Or going to see some shamans that have been doing this since they were like little kids. Little kids yeah. And it's been like this ancestral thing that's passed down and passed down and passed down. I like, see I see it in, in recovery in, in like traditional 12 step so much. Kind of that exact same thing you just said, but in a different way where I'll meet this 18 year old kid go out to coffee after a meeting or something. And it's like, and next time I see him, he's like, I'm, I'm trying, I've been reading the big book. I've been doing my thing. You know, I don't want to talk too much about the actual 12 steps, but yeah, uh, but, you know, I'm doing my thing. I'm talking to my sponsor. Blah, blah, blah. I like the 12 steps is like fight club. You're, it kind of is. Yeah. Well, you, well it, you're <laughs> like, it's kind of like fight club, except that you're not encouraged not to talk about it. Like you're uh, really not supposed to talk about really it. And it's like, I, 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 Steve-O and I have talked about this. It's like, the whole anonymous part, it's kind of gave that up, you know, like, and yeah. I, I, I'm clearly nowhere near as famous as Steve-O or, or yeah. James Hetfield or one of these people that's dealt with it in public, but hosting Loveline, I, I have no choice. I yeah. had to talk about it openly. And so there was a little bit of the stuff where I, I had to fudge on the anonymity and not talking about it. Hmm. But at the same time, like the X's and O's, you, you, I, I'm very wary of talking about it, but either yeah. way, I'd see these kids, young guys and they're doing it. They're doing the damn thing. And sure enough, a lot of times it would be like a, an ethnic or a cultural thing, but they go back to their like tough guy meant to, you know, home life sure. and their uncle or their dad's like, what, you can't have a beer pussy? Yeah, what course. the fuck are you talking about? You can't, we, now you can't drink because you, because you're a wimp. Yeah. And it's like the, the, they could do all the work they want, but they go back to this like kind of toxic environment of oh, yeah. trauma. And then it's like, it's all, it's all kind of for not. So like you've really started growing a sapling and it's not turned into a tree yet. Yeah. If you put the sapling back into a windy environment, it's not going to be able to hold it. But if, if the sapling has enough time and space, which is why things take time and space, like the psychedelic itself isn't enough. It's like psychedelic integration phase, travel, like come back a different person if you really want to create change or commit to some type of periodic thing where you actually create routinization around like this is what i'm going to do to create change mm. but i think if a person wants to really create deep change within like their their psyche and their self um i think yeah it, w it would be a, it would take time to come back into that environment and not just get have like your little sapling of growth just get blown over by an abusive dad you're such a a, a real paragon a re really beautiful representation of health mm. you are yeah you know, like you're muscular great physique but you also you you live this really holistic life and it's not you know disingenuous like you're you, you meditate you travel you try new things you're always yeah you, you are this representation of it and i know i fuck up a lot though i'm addicted to my cell phone for sure yeah well look yeah. who who no one's perfect right yeah but it, it kind of gets at what i was going to is like you've been very open with me on and off the air that you you've had a really there's been toxicity. There's been trauma in your life, mm -hmm. rather profound stuff. And I've had my experience with it. I'm curious from your perspective, can you put the cart before the horse? Meaning let's say you're out of shape. You want to have a great body. You want to do it. You want to get in shape. How much work has to be done on your spiritual and mental health? before you can go out and get to the movement or how much movement can get done before you even get to the point where you can work think, on your spiritual the, mental the, the best way to create change with a, with a person is to start with the environment. So that's the thing where you don't even have to practically be involved. 
like hire an assistant just to do some stuff like like just like okay let's open the windows up more often yeah you know let's let's uh maybe i'm going to get a floor cushion in my house and i'm going to do my email freaking porno session on the floor you know and i'm going to be like kneeling while i whack off yeah you know i'm still doing all the same stuff but at least i'm like mobilizing my my knees and my ankles while i'm doing sure. so and i'm like open up the pelvic floor and yeah you know i'm like you i'm, blo- I'm huge, a, loads. huge loads huge loads, huge loads bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know um, you know or you know or i'm gonna i'm gonna eat on on the floor maybe you know what i'm gonna eat outside that'd be kind of romantic and fun you yeah. know even if i'm single it's still it's like i'm i'm like being kind to myself you know i'm 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 grounding which is actually a real thing like there's there's significant research that that shows that grounding taking your shoes off and walking around some grass ideally especially around trees or by by water um reduces inflammation significantly right you know and it just generally feels good we're like, primates we're primates bro just accept yeah. your animal af yeah like just be around a chick giving birth and you're like Oh, this is what this is. Oh, it's crazy. This, which yeah, I, it's monstrously crazy. It's like, oh. I was talking okay. about with Dr. Drew yesterday. I said, <laughs> I'm pretty tuned in, I thought. Yeah. When my wife, when that placenta came out, I thought it was going to be like a hockey puck. It was yeah. a fucking meat frisbee. Yeah it, becomes, Whoa. yeah. it becomes real. You're like, this is what we're doing here. It's gnarly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a, uh, that's great advice, man. And, um, and take, and, and I know we got to wrap up, but like, but just like take walks. You know, start like that. You get enough little micro momentum going, and that was like the there's like the the soleus push up that you've probably heard of, which is like a pretty ridiculous thing. Just the the if you're sitting down, so when you're sitting down, you're going to prioritize the soleus over the gastrocnemius. Gastrocnemius is the muscle on top of the soleus, um, and going through flexing and extending the ankle, yeah, and just getting that soleus muscle to engage. Uh, you can do it pretty, pretty well passively while you're working. That has a significant effect on blood sugar, on metabolism. Like that's like just literally just that. Like that's all you imagine have to for do. The people who are having a hard time thinking about. It. Think of like a, a metal drummer playing double bass. Yeah, right. Like you literally just lifting. Yeah, up you're just tapping your foot. Yeah. You know, and then then that's like that's just like okay. So the body it 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 asks for so effing little. Yeah. Like it's just while you're sitting, if you just go like that with your foot will make you so much more metabolically efficient. Mm-hmm. It's like, you don't even need to walk. Like, please fucking for God's sake, go take a walk. Yeah. But like, just go like that. Yeah. It's like, no, not going to do it. Yeah. It's hard. What do you expect, man? Not even to be snide <laughs> about it, but like people need taken into consideration. I always point out, if you look at the animal kingdom, we are not very fast. We are not very strong. We are yeah. not very good swimmers. Yeah. But one thing we are designed to do, the the Homo sapien is great at little movement all day long. Yeah, neat. that's what we're supposed to be doing. You know, yeah, if you do, you do. So non-exercise activity thermogenesis is the unnecessary term for like fidgeting and wiggling and just making more active choices throughout your day. And you can be burning. It could be even more than this, but but based off of like research up up to or even more than 2000 calories extra per day mm-hmm. so if you're trying to, to lose some fat and you want to just go by you know the, the law of thermodynamics and just expend more calories you don't even need to work out no and you i'm really not don't. being i'm not being like dave asprey like you don't need to work out like all you need to do is like buy this this gizmo or whatever and everything's gonna be fine but like you truly don't need to work out 
if you live an active lifestyle and 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 you watch retreat watch your intake and watch what you eat and just go outside like de-inflame yourself yeah you know so pay attention to what you eat go outside more regularly take walks take walking you put head earbud headphones on as opposed to um or like wire headphones on as opposed to like slamming your phone and radiating the side of your your brain all day hmm. and like very subtle simple things and beat off cross-legged beat off cross-legged sukhasana if there's one thing we could take away <laughs> yeah. hey dude honestly this is a great show thank you so much yeah thanks, thank man. you dude i really appreciate it uh at align podcast yeah. on instagram what a terrible handle i really need it really needs to be aaron alexander but it's t- there's like it's like some some drummer in new york he's like 400 followers he won't give me it yeah bastard and george costanza is his dad yeah. jason alexander that's true yeah it's and not true tough, yeah. that up. but you know, yeah. fuck there's another thing yes my wife has to do all these like she's miss kylie because some like the one bianca kylie that was <laughs> p- fucking out there like no fuck you lady you're not getting my everyone stop if a celebrity like a legit even if they're an asshole yeah. and you're a nor like you're not a public person and yeah. they ask you just give it up give them just give that it up. give it up yes yeah. thank you uh aaron uh, always a wealth of information and I genuinely appreciate you taking the time to do it. Um, and then again at, uh, align podcast. And then also the align method is the book and the program. Yeah. You should check it out. It's a lot of, it's a lot of great useful information as you can tell from today's show. Thanks again to Giorgio. Thank you to bet online and to all my patrons. And in this crazy mixed up world that makes you think that nobody cares. Remember I do be good. Thank you for listening to believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.